Hello everyone, welcome to Pass the Salt. Today is our very first episode. This is so exciting. Um, We are kicking off this podcast by taking a look um, a little bit deeper at our Salt and Light Summer theme 2021, which was mighty close. And we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Christy Miller, and you're going to hear from her. She has a great big reputation at Salt and Light because she's been around for 12 years, guys, very long time. And Christy is the creative arts director for Salt and Light. And her role is something that she explains in our conversation. So I won't give it all away, but she is the brains behind all of the creative arts pieces or 99.9% of them. So the um, dramas and all the characters that Salt and Lighters and friends and family of Salt and Light have come to love, she created them. And the concepts for dances, she thought of them. Um, And of course, she gives the credit to God as she should because God um, inspires her with some incredible things. So if you are someone who is familiar with Salt and Light, you have witnessed some of these amazing pieces you can thank Christy Miller for those experiences that you've had. So in our conversation, you are going to hear us talk about pretty much every or just about every creative arts piece um, that we did over the summer. So if you're familiar with Salt and Light, you can tune out for like the next minute. Um, But I want to speak to anyone who maybe is not super familiar with Salt and Light What we do as a youth ministry organization, we're a parachurch nonprofit. Um, We travel throughout the summer. We do things non-summer months as well, but I'm going to talk about the summer as our big on-season. We are a team of about 20 people, give or take, and we travel mostly around the central Pennsylvania region. We also go down to Maryland. In the past, we've gone as far as South Carolina and New Jersey and even up north. Um, But we do something called Impact, which is out in western Pennsylvania, more towards State College near like Penn State University. And basically what Impact is, it's a four-day festival. Youth groups from all over PA come. They camp in this big, beautiful field. And there's bands and worship, and we have speakers, and we have seminars, and we have games, and youth groups have campfires, and they go tubing in this beautiful uh, river nearby. It's just a weekend away that is really impactful, and so it is called Impact. We've been doing it for over 20 years, over 25 years now. And the biggest thing about Impact is that we have creative arts pieces. And my goodness, this is a long intro, but y'all, we have to get into it. So we do creative arts pieces. We do skits, dramas, um, dances, monologues, videos, and it's legit. Like I, as a Christian, someone who loves theater, I, um, love the arts. I'm really judgmental of a lot of Christian arts because I think it's corny. It's so corny guys. Um, but salt and light stuff is not salt and light stuff is legitimate. And, um, if you are familiar with salt and light, you can begin listening again. Thank you. Um, you know what I mean when I say that Salt and Light's creative arts pieces are phenomenal. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Christy Miller. This episode is for anyone, a teen, a 
youth pastor, a pastor, worship leader, parent, you'll hear and see before every episode just about um, that I kind of give a disclaimer about who the episode's for because I have three categories that this podcast resource will be reaching. Um, Teenagers, youth leaders, or parents, or all of the above. And so this one's for anyone um, who falls into any of those categories. Listen, though, if you're a youth leader, um, we're going to talk about all of the creative arts pieces that you, if you brought your students to impact that you saw. If you want to teach some lessons this year um, about those creative arts pieces and show a video of that piece and even have the script to reference, um, you can purchase them at our, under our resources tab at snlym.com, okay? So we'd love for you to take advantage of that resource for you, snlym.com. Go to resources. Check it out. All right, guys, here's Christy Colleen. Let's pass the salt. Hello. <laughs> it's so good to be with you. So good to be on the podcast. I think you might actually end up being the first episode that we Well, that do. is awesome for me and yes. appropriate. And awesome for me as well. Yeah, we're both on core staff. So. Yeah, this feels right. Mm-hmm. So today we have a beautiful human. She has a, what would you call that in your hair? A headband? A headband. I was going to say. Like, what is in my hair? (laughs) A twig? (laughs) She has a headband in her hair, and it's beautiful and tied in a bow. And, um, well, not a bow, a knot. Her name is Christy Colleen Miller. She's radiant. She's glorious. (laughs) She's talented, and she's true. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So today we're going to talk to you specifically about Salt and Light Summer 2021 theme of Mighty Close, and hopefully we'll talk to you many other times about a lot of other things, because there's so much you could bestow upon us wisdom-wise. But first, we want to hear a little bit more about you, because people always see you at events and they think they know you and they do, but we're going to get to know you even more. They don't really know Christy Colleen. <laughs> How long have you been around these parts of Salt and Light? I think that this is my 12th summer on oh Salt and Light gosh. staff. And then it's been I'm going on, yeah, my 12th year then on full-time staff, I think this October. So I have been around for a while. Wow. A decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, over a decade. Over a decade. Your generation. <laughs> Mm. I am soon to become a lost generation. A lost generation. (laughs) And tell us what your exact title is with Salt and Light. My exact title is Director of Creative Arts Ministry, but I usually refer to myself as the Creative Arts Director because that's less of a mouthful. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I can't even think of you as Director of Creative (laughs) Arts Ministry. There's just too many words. Yeah, you're the (laughs) Creative Arts Director. I usually say Creative Arts Director. Yeah, that sounds right. And so what does a Creative Arts Director do? do on salt and light yeah what do I do (laughs) um I think I like to think of my job a lot as visioning Mm -hmm. and because I think a lot of our themes and such come from 
the things that I'm praying about or the things that the Lord is is showing me and, and talking to us about Salt and Light for the next year. So mm-hmm. it's not just, oh, I have this idea for a drama. It's usually what is the Lord speaking into this year and this season for the people we're going to be interacting mm-hmm. with and even our team and people beyond that and and how do we bring that theme in and then create around that. And mm-hmm. so I see a lot of my job as honestly that kind of like intercessory looking at the world what is the lord speaking into this moment and then um, creating from that and Mm -hmm. sometimes the lord will just give me the words for the theme and sometimes it is a bunch of different ideas that then kind of form into a theme um Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of my job is that and then also the creating of the pieces the concepts so I don't necessarily choreograph a dance but a lot of times I will bring a concept or a song to a group of choreographers mm-hmm. and brainstorm with them or for, for dramas you know write out some ideas and I love working with teams I think that it makes it a lot easier and a lot better to work with a team so I love to bring people in to talk about ideas and add their input to we've we had some good conversations with with students this year about different things and I like that to inform what we're doing as well so it's not just me as you know a 30 year old being like oh, I think this is what's happening in youth culture <laughs> um so it's it's a lot of designing visioning creating discussion building and then eventually actually writing and, and practically directing things and to make it all work together I think it's really cool that you think of your job as you build around what the Lord gives to you. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're going to expect the Lord to build around what you create. Mm -hmm. It's like reversed. And I've tried that and it doesn't work. Hmm, Interesting. I've tried thinking like there've been times where I really feel like, Oh, I need to start working on the Zateo theme and I need to work on it now. And so I come up with a bunch of my own ideas or things because the Lord hasn't given me something yet. And try to force it and it just never flows the way that it does when Mm -hmm. usually I have all those ideas and then a couple weeks later the Lord will be like no it's this and then I'll say oh yeah it's that (laughs) and why did I waste all my time yeah (laughs) so um it's definitely good to start with the Lord Hmm. with myself well Before we hear about Mighty Close, I think it'd be interesting to hear from you why you think, I mean, Salt and Light is definitely, I think, known for its creative arts, and it's something that sets this ministry maybe apart compared to some other organizations that we do have such an emphasis on acting and dancing and videos and using that to tell good news. So why do you think creative arts matters and why is it so important and even in this ministry why it's so crucial to what we do right yeah I think the way I usually think of it is our society and I feel like most people are very enamored with stories Mm -hmm. I think we are brought up on stories as kids whether that's in books or movies or nowadays Netflix Hulu whatever you want to call it but we love a good story And I think that Jesus used that method a lot. He used parables, he used stories, he used people and structures and things from the time he was in to to share the gospel and help make it accessible to people in, in terms that they would understand. And so I think the power of creative arts is 
this story that does the same thing, it kind of can sneak past your defenses a little bit because you're like, oh, I'm just watching a story. I'm watching a comedic skit. I'm watching an interesting dance. Mm. But then somewhere along the way, you can see yourself in it or something you have struggled with or a question you have thought of. And and that gives the Lord an opening to mm. to move people's hearts. And, and I think there's something just really powerful about that. I think we've seen that a lot over the years. And that's why people connect with creative arts so much because it's not... And not that the, I feel like the Lord can obviously move through anything through through worship, through people speaking directly from the Word and preaching. But I also think that it, the way I think about it is like how how can we like throw out lots of like fishing lines? Yeah. <laughs> it's like how many different lines can I throw out that somebody might connect with? And so when we go to do a worship night, we're throwing out as many lines as we can. We're, we got the message and we have the testimonies and we have worship and meet through music and then you have a, a story and so hopefully somewhere in there someone will connect with something and I feel like creative arts just has a way of doing that that other things sometimes don't um, I think it's very special very unique hmm. it is you're you're casting a net mm-hmm. a wide net and maybe this could be a good moment to do a shameless plug that we do have a creative arts camp. We do, yes. So if you're listening to this before August 8th, 2021, mm-hmm. or after, and it's you're trying to fill up your 2022 summer calendar, mm-hmm. uh, stay in touch with us on our social media and on our website because we have a camp for, is it just high school students? No, it's 6th uh, through 12th grade, so you can come... Even if you're going into sixth grade or if you just graduated 12th grade. Nice. Mm -hmm. And we do, we teach all of the things that Salt and Light does. So music and dance and drama and art and visual art. We're adding a video production track. And video production track. And the cool thing is you're not just learning these tools, but you're also learning how to incorporate them in your church or as your form of worship Mm -hmm. or as your way of casting a fishing line or, you know, we're like, or our saying here is youth reaching youth for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you are that age group or know someone in that age group and would want to learn from people like Christy, then you should come to Greater Rights Camp. Yes, and you can check it out on our website, snlym.com, under the Camps tab. You can find Greater Rights Camp there. Yeah, and you'll love it. So this summer, 2021, we're talking, everything that we're doing is revolving around this theme of Mighty Close. And can I read a little something that you wrote? Mm-hmm. It's not your official blurb. This is something you sent um, to the team. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you said Mighty Close is exploring the concept of a God who is both high and holy while also being intimate. And also how following Jesus and building God's kingdom, it requires us to draw close to one another, to see each other's stories and exemplify Christ through compassion and love. And so um, you went on to explain that all of the dramas and the dances that we're doing this summer, they demonstrate that God is with us and close to us while also showing that God is mighty and that God has so much power and that there's a mightiness to God. Mm. So you shared a little bit about how you wait on the Lord and you kind of let the Holy Spirit guide you and inspire you. Was there any specific things that brought you to the mighty close concept? 
Yeah, so actually, it's something that I have prayed a lot, and I don't know, anybody who's been coming to Salt and Light events for years might have noticed it, but mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially in worship, I find myself praying, uh, and it's a scripture that I really love in Isaiah, which says, the, the Lord is speaking, and says, I live in a high and holy place, but also with those who are broken in spirit and contrite, and I just loved that image of the Lord, I always would imagine the Lord in like, space (laughs) he was just like this high holy beautiful majestic place and he's up there and you know making all of the things work together and all creation is following him and and then but he's also sitting right here with me and you Hmm. and is in this little weird classroom that we're in (laughs) right now in Dillsburg (laughs) yeah and um and so that's something I've prayed for a long time and and would often thank the Lord for is just how he could be big and and take care of us and take care of the world, but also care about the small things and and the intimate details of our hearts. And I think, honestly, the Lord just like brought that prayer to mind, Mm -hmm. especially when I was thinking about the summer. And I think also with this past year being so much about distance, and we just heard Mm -hmm. that word so much, um, and with everything that has gone on in the past year, year and a half, I loved the idea of drawing close, even if, you know, maybe physically not as much, but drawing close to each other emotionally, uh, listening to one another, understanding people's hearts, drawing close to the Lord mm-hmm. and what that really looks like and, and how do we do that and how does the Lord do that and what does that look like in the everyday and yeah. and what does the Lord being mighty really mean? Do we, do we how do we explore that? So... Um, those are just some little things. But then once I kind of had the concept, a lot of ideas started coming to mind, which is usually a good affirmation of the concept hmm. as well. Um, oh, that gave me, like, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, people who have already attended Impact, when they're listening to this, they will have already seen all of the Mighty Close creative arts pieces. Mm-hmm. So we have four dramas, two videos, and five dances. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about each of the creative arts pieces under the Mighty Close umbrella? Mm -hmm. And you can give us a little behind-the-scenes glimpse as to, like, maybe what inspired you or even just inspired the concept, anything that you think would be fun for us to know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because after watching them all at Impact, um, we all love to hear more about the pieces that we enjoyed seeing. So the first one we'll talk about is Zoom Room, (laughs) which you can give us maybe a little synopsis and how you came to the concept of Zoom Room in your 2021 Mighty Close repertoire. Yeah. Well, obviously, I think most of us have experienced some form of Zoom in this past year, or at least heard it talked about if we didn't use that program specifically but this idea so I wanted to do something that was very practical very relatable and I think we've all gotten used to sitting behind a screen Mm -hmm. trying to have a meeting or go to a class or talk to family members and so I thought it would be very relatable and and an easy way to draw people into what we've experienced in the past year and another part of the inspiration actually came from, I don't know if it was you or Cody, but somebody told me about this show or this play, and it takes place in a hotel room. And oh, you just, I think that was me. Yeah, I think on it HBO. Was I never watched it. Yeah, but basically you told me that it's just this 
the setting is just the same hotel room and like mm. all the different people that end up staying in this hotel room. Yes. And I thought that was such an interesting concept and I might even write something some other time that's like that, but I love the idea of using one setting and mm. then lots of different people coming into that setting, yeah. which kind of happened in almost all my dramas this year now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but so this idea yeah. of then the setting not necessarily being a physical setting so much as like this internet setting yeah. of this one character's particular personal Zoom room. Yeah. And so we have this teacher, his name is Todd Dack, and I actually got that name from Juliana. I, I had asked a bunch of different people who had experienced like teaching during COVID to send me different stories or funny things that the hmm. kids did or said over Zoom or things that happened and... Um, she had been working with a teacher, I guess, whose name was like D E Q something like that. They called him like deck. And so I just changed it to deck. Um, and so it follows this teacher and you see him with his students and then you see him talking to his grandma and you see him talking to his brother and his niece and then another one of his students who's grown up and all the while the Holy Spirit is with him trying to kind of help him through his own emotional struggle and loneliness that he's going through because of the pandemic and um, and him kind of going back and forth between trying to connect <laughs> through Zoom and actually connecting with the Holy Spirit and what that relationship looked like. So is this idea of the Lord, you know, being close to us when we are distant from all mm-hmm. of the things that we're really used to kind of filling that space and and I think, at least for me, and hopefully a lot of us maybe experienced that, where it was like all these things were taken away that we are used to filling those holes and that loneliness or that sadness or the things we don't want to think about and going to the Lord instead because we really didn't have all those other things. And so um, it just kind of came came pretty quickly, that concept, because it was just like, oh, well, we have the Zoom room, so what are the different people that he's talking to and what are things that most of us would have experienced? And then, like, how how would the Lord be interacting and how would he be interacting with the Lord and what is he choosing over, over the Lord? So, um, yeah, I kind of drew out of that. And like I said, I got a lot of like the silly lines, like Trump is peach. That was from one of Chloe's students. And, um, there's one point where like Nate puts up his character, Scotty D puts up a thing that says like, Dak, don't pick me. And that was from Juliana. And um, <laughs> so just got some fun little lines. And, and some of them, one of the students, Paris, was actually inspired by a student I had in our community classroom, um, who is an awesome third grader who loved TikTok dances and didn't really like doing her work. And so, <laughs> so some of those students were inspired by that. And then, yeah, the grandma. I mean, all of us, I think, have an experience with an older member of our family who couldn't figure out how to use Zoom and who was muted and um, and honestly inspired by my own, like, Italian mom and Italian grandmother yeah. who was just like, you need to settle down and why don't you have a husband? And, you know, always trying to encourage that while also being very sweet and directing mm. me toward Jesus and... Um, so lots of lots of good inspiration from lots of different people in my life, and that's usually what I draw from is, you know, when something cute happens or I see something that I think I could use, I write it down and then try to bring it back. Like the, the drawing thing that was inspired by Eli and his, his sister Lainey, they would have like draw like dates where they would do artwork together over Zoom. And, and so just little things, like a lot of things are just inspired from, from real life things that all kind of come together well. 
So I think that's what makes it so relatable. Mm. Like anyone watching Zoom Room is like, oh, yes, I've been <laughs> in, in that seat, one of those seats behind yeah. a computer. And it's cool because they're not, except for the very end, no one's in the same room. Yeah. Um, but they are still close. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is still close to all of them in their own ways. Um, so anyone, if you do something cute around Christy, just watch out. Watch you out. might see it on stage. My brother's always afraid to do things because he calls me <laughs> he calls me a scribe and that I write down everything. He's like, I'm always afraid if I do something like funny or stupid that it'll end up on the stage at impact. And I was like, You're probably accurate. It will. In that, in that fear. That is an honor. That should be everyone's goal is to like crack their best jokes around you. <laughs> see if they can make it into a drama. Yeah. Um, okay, so Story Wall mm-hmm. is another um, great piece yes. you could tell us about. Story Wall was actually inspired, which once again, I might use this actual concept sometime, but I was visiting my grandparents for like two years ago at the place that they live, which is kind of like a retirement community type place. The villages? It, not the villages. Oh. <laughs> it's, in, it's up here. Mm. But we were celebrating my my grandpa's 90th birthday, and they had this machine there that was like a story machine. Mm-hmm. And you could just like click a button, and you could choose if you wanted a long story or like a short story. And then it would like print it out like a receipt, basically. What? And I chose a short story, and it was just like a poem. But... I was thinking, wow, the story machine, that's really a cool idea. And so I started, like, messing around in my head about, like, if it was a story machine, you could take a story or you could write your own story and add it. And and I think when I started thinking about Mighty Close and this idea of drawing closer to other stories, and there are a lot of topics I wanted to hit on this year, especially considering the, the past year. Like, I really wanted to hit on some racial justice stuff and some LGBTQ things and, yeah. um, you know, just just different things that people struggle with that often don't get talked about on stage. You know, like even just that there's a part about the wildfires or Hmm. um, there's a girl who has kind of a physical impediment that she's struggling with and and is afraid that people won't see her for who she is and will only Hmm. see that part of her. And and so I wanted to kind of hit on a lot of these things, but it's it's hard, like, how do you create a drama where you hit on so many things? And then I started thinking about, like, what if we did this thing with, story wall where you could have all these different characters that have different questions or you get just a part of their story and you get a moment with this character and you get to see them and kind of hopefully have a moment of like relating to them and and understanding or trying to understand someone who's maybe different than you or has a different story than you and um, I believe that's what we're called to as Christians and to, to draw close enough to each other to see one another truly and not just you know, get defensive or ignore it because it's not my experience or whatever. And so the story wall kind of came out of that and it became this really beautiful place where really you could have, I mean, I have a lot of side characters in that one that you get like a sentence or two of their story, but then you also have some main characters that you get more of the story. And um, once again, I love things like that because it creates a lot of those lines, you know, a lot of those fishing lines that it's like maybe you relate to, the character that's asking, you know, is God really good? And if he is, is he good for everyone or just some people? Yeah. Maybe that's a question you relate to and that's the thing you latch onto and that's great. Or maybe yeah. it is one of the, you know, maybe it is the the guy who's afraid to get his driver's license because he's black. Or yeah. maybe it is the character that's struggling with a physical impediment and you know somebody who has a story like that or you do or 
you know, maybe it's the silly, the silly thing about, you know, that's the little girl who, who just wants batteries for her magic wand. And you think, oh, you know, I know a kid like that. I could bless them that way. Or, and so I, I like to, I think that it's a really sweet place and space. And I think that's what we're called to create for each other is just the safe space where your story can, you know, be shared and be accepted and um, that you can receive like love and, and hope from, from even whether it's just sharing it or from mm-hmm. someone responding to it. Um, so yeah, I was really excited about that. And I thought it'd be a very sweet thing, which I'm hoping we're going to do at Impact is to actually like put the story wall out and have, you know, real people share there. And a lot of the stories I ended up writing there were inspired by either something someone shared with us. You know, I know you had shared mm-hmm. something that ended yeah. up in there from, from your experience. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but like yeah. you had shared something mm-hmm. and um, some stuff I got from Instagram, some stuff that people had written in about depression um, or just like cool things I saw online that people had shared. So I tried to use as much like real life inspiration for that as I could as well. Nice. It's it's awesome, and there should be story walls all over America. <laughs> Maybe this will start a trend. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, the last big drama would be Tales of the Mighty One, mm-hmm. and that's a really cool one. And I've only been around Salt and Light for a handful of years, but I don't think I've seen one quite like this piece, yeah. which is hard to believe that there's, <laughs> that there's still, like, new and totally unique concepts every year being made. So tell us about Tales of the Mighty One. Tales of the Mighty One. I would relate it a little more to Wild Places. I feel like it kind of has the same vibe. But Tales of the Mighty One um, actually was inspired by a book that uh, Davis, who's my boyfriend, uh, gave to me many years ago because it's like his favorite book. Uh, It's called The Name of the Wind. But it's basically this story that follows this guy throughout a lot of his life. And he kind of has a lot of these adventures. And one of the scenes in that book talks about how, like, when he, he was on the road and then all these different people who were also on the road and they would all have campfires and they'd all have different campfires, but then sometimes people would be welcomed, you know, like if they didn't have their own or didn't have anybody to sit with. Um, they're like, you can sit with us, but you have to tell us a story. And, oh. um, and I loved that. And I loved the idea of just like a campfire and how that's a place where for some reason, you know, is kind of holy and people feel, um, feel more safe to kind of open up to one another. Mm-hmm. And so I love this concept of you kind of have these different characters and a lot of them were inspired by Bible, biblical characters, but they aren't necessarily the exact people. But, you know, we have a character that's inspired by Job. You have a character that's sort of inspired by, like, woman at the well or, like, Mary Magdalene. You have a character who, I mean, it's insinuated that um, Jeremy's character is the boy who brought the fish and loaves Hmm. and and that Talitha is the girl that was raised from the dead by Jesus. And um, and so you have all these different people that are kind of coming together and, and sharing these places that they've seen the Lord. And, um, and they're all more examples of the Lord being mighty and how they have seen the Lord as a King, how they've seen the Lord as a healer, how they've seen Hmm. the Lord as a creator of the world, how they've seen the Lord as, one who raises people from the dead. Yeah. And um, and that was 
a good, I mean, Cody made that point to me when we were talking about creative arts stuff and I was meeting with you all, like I said, I like meeting with teams. Mm -hmm. He said, you have a lot of things about the Lord being close, but what about the Lord being mighty? And I was like, you're right. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of came out of that comment. And, um, and when I was thinking about the mighty, you know, like the mightiness of the Lord, and I was trying to avoid just using (laughs) pronouns that are just like, oh, God is a he, you know, like, so I wanted to come up with a name for the Lord that was, you know, beyond just like, okay, he, the king, or like he, the creator. And so I tried to have the characters refer to the Lord as the mighty one, um, or as the creator, or as the healer, or using the various names of God Mm -hmm. that you find, especially in the Old Testament. Um, So like Rapha, and um, El Shaddai, and Adonai, and, and so... Which is cool because I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a ton in youth ministry, you know, these different names for the Lord. And I think they're all just so beautiful. There's so Um, many. And I had encountered the Shama, the one Mm. that's used at the very end. Um, And I just felt, I don't know, that hit me. And it was in the middle of COVID, but like just Mm. this idea of like, and it's only used once (laughs) in the Bible, and it's just the Lord is here. And I love mm-hmm. it. And I just felt like that got at the concept of mighty close so well. And almost the idea of like Emmanuel, like God with us is just like the Lord is here, like yeah. right here. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so you kind of see, you know, Nate's character who plays Adonai and he's this king and he's inviting this woman into his kingdom, but then he steps in and he's also at the campfire yeah. um, and he's serving each, each of the characters and, and so, I don't know, maybe that one makes me very emotional, mm-hmm. like, especially when the violin comes back mm-hmm. in, and it's just, you, you can see um, Shama see each person and, like, have this blessing and prayer over them that connects right into their story, even though he wasn't sitting with them, like, he knows them, and yeah. um, and so, yeah, I really like that one, I'm very excited to share it, I hope we get to do it, like, more than once, not just at Impact, um, but cause I think it's one of those that you could really get a lot of, out of seeing multiple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really love that one. I'm very excited about it. Well, it's cool because people at impact tend to do campfires. Mm-hmm. And so that's very relatable, but also like you mentioned that the Lord, that drama specifically in mind was to represent how God is mighty and you do reference all throughout it, the mightiness of God, but the physical embodiment of God being mighty in that drama is Shama, like, serving mm-hmm. food to each person. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's even in the New Testament, like, people thought Jesus was going to lead an army and, like, start mm-hmm. a revolution, and instead he died for yes. everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, even in the mightiness, he's, like, sacrificial mm-hmm. and loving and um, I also love your character in that one. Yeah, let's talk more about... <laughs> let's talk more about the poet. The poet. Everyone's favorite. Right? Hands down. The poet who is also very similar, I think, like, a little more extra, but similar to Teradel from... Arcus. Yes. <laughs> just like the bi- the biblical Teradel. Yes, I just... I have these characters I keep going back to. It's like the grandma from Moana. It's yeah. like, it's like, how do I get that character? Because mm-hmm. everyone always loves that character. It's like... Well, you need A little wacky. loopy, a little yep. prophetic. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. but like oh, but yeah. you love being around them <laughs> um and then we have well we know the mighty one mm-hmm. which i guess you could say a little bit about. yeah i one. really love this piece and i think something that i hope we'll we will reference every time we do it but yeah. is that all of the people who are in this piece wrote their own monologue yeah. so the things that they're sharing are real things it's basically just them sharing a testimony of where they have seen the lord at work in their mm-hmm. life whether that is you know, helping them overcome a fear or 
God's promise to them or helping them, you know, like accept themselves for who they are and, and, and mm-hmm. being accepted into God's kingdom as they are and that they don't need to meet some other standard to, to be that, to be accepted by him and to be loved by him. And, um, and so I think it's really beautiful. You kind of get this kaleidoscope of different mm. yeah, you do. <laughs> different stories and, and totally different ways that people have seen the Lord and their people on our staff, which I always love. I always love for our youth and students to get to see a side of our staff that isn't just like, oh, it's like the salt and light team up on stage, you know, doing something cool or mm-hmm. being silly or singing, yeah. you know, like to actually get a glimpse into their hearts and their stories um, because we have some amazing people on our staff. Yeah, we do. And, um, <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I love that piece. I think we'll probably use it a lot because it is, um, it's just very beautiful and very powerful. Well, it's neat because the Salt and Lighters, it's their real stories, and they're inviting the audience to be mighty close mm-hmm. to them, too. Like, they're being vulnerable, and yep. we like that. So we could end with chatting um, a little bit about the dances. Sure. We don't have to talk about every dance unless mm-hmm. the Lord leads you to. <laughs> um, but maybe you could just tell us about some of the dances and that really stick out to you and the concepts yeah. behind some of them. Yeah, I think... We have some really interesting dances. I feel like they're all super different this year, which I really like. Um, We have Entertainment's here, which is the classic AJR song, but I've been wanting to use this one for like two years, so I'm excited it finally happened. But Entertainment's here is literally kind of just hitting on that idea of how we can be so entertained by anything right now Mm -hmm. and how we almost crave that entertainment, whether it's YouTube, being on our phone, playing video games, you know, music, food, uh, sleeping, <laughs> work, you know, whatever it is. But um, entertainment's here. You just see this character and you see them kind of with the Lord at the beginning. And then this like big like mob of entertainment <laughs> comes yeah. in from the other side and is having so much fun and doing this cool dance and singing and offering food and playing video games. And, and they just look bright and colorful and happy. And at the end, you kind of see the person in the middle, it's Martine, he's sitting in the middle, and you see the Lord extend a hand, and then you see the whole mob of entertainment extending their hand, and it's like, man, how often do we find ourselves mm-hmm. in that exact circumstance, and we choose the entertainment, and you even said the other day when yeah. we were watching it, you said, that's a hard choice, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. really, like, Brendan's yeah. standing there as the Holy Spirit, as the Lord, extending a hand, and you're like, I mean, yeah, I know I should go that way, but, like, the entertainment looks way more fun, and that's how we wanted to design it, is kind of that, like, yeah. We love that. And AJR usually provides those kind of dances, like week or drama, where it's like this awesome dance mm-hmm. and you're so, oh, I love this. But then at the end, you're kind of like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really feel that great. <laughs> um, yeah. So we like kind of leaving leaving that feeling of mm. hopefully conviction or like question at the end of that. So here's the thing. I hate that dance <laughs> because it is so convicting. Yeah. There's not one word spoken besides the lyrics of the song. And you, when it's done, you're like, Oh, get off the stage. Go, yeah. go, go. <laughs> I don't want to see myself on the stage anymore. I don't want to <laughs> see that feeling that I know is real of like the world is offering literally in two seconds on your phone so much fun Mm -hmm. and the bible just sometimes doesn't seem (laughs) as fun and it's that's a real man we we break the heart of god i guess all the time so that one is perfect but also i don't like it (laughs) because i can relate to it 
Um, yeah. yeah, some other ones that we have, we're doing Sunday Train, which the, the beautiful uh, Megan Warren mm. helped choreograph. And that one is really just about um, hearing the Lord's voice in the everyday and deciding to choose the Lord and his rest over the busyness that we can often mm. choose instead. And so you just see a lot of people and they all have their, their bags and they're very busy kind of walking back and forth and like a, it's supposed to be set in a train station. And you slowly see different characters stop and kind of like hear the voice of the Lord and choose and choose to stay in his mm-hmm. rest instead of just like powering through life. Um, and then similarly, like at the end, you kind of see everybody has to make the choice about which direction they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's a very sweet one. I think everybody does a great job in that. And it's fun, these big group dances, to have everybody involved in those. Um, that's beautiful. And yeah. Megan's being interviewed next week because ah. her seminar is more on that very mm-hmm. topic. So yes. that is a fun that's one to, cool. to listen for. Yeah, definitely. And then, oh gosh, what else is there? Um, well, there's, there's Like to Be You. Like to Be You, which um, Like to Be You is... They love doing that dance, so it's very fun to watch because the three of them love doing that dance. But that one is really about, like, relationships and needing to really, kind of similar to Story Wall, needing to see people and their stories and recognizing that you really don't know what it's like to be someone else and you don't know what they're going through. And so you kind of see this family and you see mom, dad, and daughter, and they're all sitting together on the couch, but they keep missing each other and... Mm. They don't really understand each other's stories, but they want to, um, and they want to relate to one another, but they they aren't quite there yet. And so um, I think that's how a lot of us are. (laughs) We really want to understand each other and either don't have quite the humility and compassion to fully have, you know, like the empathy for other people or... um, or are almost there, but are still growing in that area. And so I think that's a good lesson to learn. Um, Another one that I really love is How to Be Yours. And that one, you see these different, these two kind of groupings of people. um, And you see, you know, it really goes along with the words. And it's Mm -hmm. just these people who are trying to love, you know, their friend or their partner or whoever. And the, the partner is not, really able to accept it they feel like they don't deserve it they feel like they don't know how to be loved and then it switches and you see the lord you see jesus come in and it's the same people who are trying to love their friend or their partner doing the same thing to jesus like well i can't accept this love or i don't know how to be loved by you and jesus kind of teaching them how to accept that and speaking this truth over them and then them taking that to the other people as well and like everyone kind of leaves with this sense of acceptance and, and peace of, of really knowing that they are loved um, and I think that's very relatable especially <laughs> I think we don't know that maybe we do that and we're like oh of course I would want to be loved of course yeah. you know I would want that special person or that friend or family member to affirm me and love me but I think sometimes when we get it it's like a lot harder than we thought to really be unconditionally loved by someone else when we are flawed and we see that in ourselves and to be like, well, why would you want me? Why do you want to accept me? And and it feels like you want to push that away because it's easier to just be like, I'll be over here by myself being screwed up. Like Hmm. I don't want to bring you into it. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's something that I definitely have learned over the past couple of years, both in my relationship with God and with other people. And so I think that, that dance choreographed by Cody Sherry and mm. Haley Martin. Um, 
does a really good, really good job of exemplifying and demonstrating that feeling. So, wow. it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, this summer is full of all different ways to teach us and remind us that God is mighty and close. Mm-hmm. God is mighty close. And we can be mighty close to God and mighty close to others, mm-hmm. even in a time where we're keeping distance that doesn't stop the way we can love like Jesus. So, Christy, thank you for obeying God and following God's voice and the Lord's leading and putting forth what God's laid on your heart through dramas and dances and all sorts of wonderful things. We're actually just about to go set up for worship night right here. So um, if you were at Impact, then you had the privilege to see all of these wonderful pieces, and now you got to learn a little bit more about them. Um, If you weren't there and you're still curious about them, you can go to our website, Mm snlam.com, and we will have some curriculum for youth groups. So if you are a youth leader or a parent, um, who is involved with youth group, or if you're a teen, you can be like, yo, youth leader, mm-hmm. get on this. <laughs> and there's discussion questions and some deeper lessons with some Bible passages to support all of these um, dramas and some of the dances too. So, And hopefully, I don't know when you're going to air this, but yeah. hopefully in the next couple weeks or so, we'll also have video of the drama pieces that can go with nice. those curriculum pieces. And we already have a lot of that up there. If you are interested, yeah, under the resources tab, go check it out. Yeah, check out resources, follow us on Instagram, and DM us on Instagram or on Facebook if you um, used some of this, Mm -hmm. if you watched a video at your youth group of one of these creative arts pieces, or even, you know, used the resources with the um, discussion questions or whatever you guys did. We'd love to hear about your experience. Um, my goal is to air this like shortly after impact. Okay. So follow us cause we still have some worship nights coming yeah. up and yeah, some we will. As August 7th in York. There will be a worship night, I believe from six, six to eight, six to eight. Yes. And then we have, um, August 18th, one, August 18th at Emmanuel UMC in Enola live, yeah. live and thriving. So everyone love Christy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an order. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much, and um, you're the best. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.